0: Welcome back to the ABC Music Talk podcast. In this episode, I get a chance to speak with two musicians who have blended their original music output with a career as some of the UK's go-to providers of music for TV and film. We look at what the game of synchronisation is all about and what it can do for an artist's career. But first, a quick reminder to go roto your videos. Rotor is for artists, managers, labels, or anyone in the music industry who needs to create video content for promotion or monetization. Rotor makes it fast, easy, and inexpensive to do all of that in one place. Head to www.abcmusic.co and click the Rotor logo on the homepage to access a 10% off discount for the service. So I'm sitting here in the London studio of the rather wonderful Solomon Gray, aka Tom Kingston and Joe Wilson. Welcome to the ABC Music Talk podcast thank you very much for having us (laughs) thank you for having me i think is more to the point um so i've had the most fun researching this so i will admit that i wasn't fully aware of you guys before doing this podcast
1: you're not alone
0: however now you are as it turns out and now i've done my research i had actually heard some of your music before (laughs) because that's kind of the point of this podcast synchronization. um but so because also but what i realized was that i'm you know i'm a fan of like artists like hybrid who kind of have a similar type of career now, right? They have that dance electronic thing, they do a lot of stuff for team uh, film and TV, um, but also bands like M83, Big Bang, Delta, Gunship. It's all kind of a thing. And I listened to that stuff rich. So I've now gone through your back catalogue. So you guys are welcome. You've got a lot of Apple music streams. Thank right? you very, very much. <laughs> so, so feel like this is like almost like a paid-for gig. It is. Great. Yeah. Well, can we borrow some money? Then? <laughs> uh, no, I've literally just given you streams, given some money. Can we have some actual proper money? Uh, well, right I'll give you the same amount of money in the streams, in, in Coins... Great if, if you want, That'd be brilliant. Um, yeah, we need it. so they don't put it in the piggy bank by b- b- the side
1: of the, don't the computer. Make coin. Small <laughs> well, they
0: quite they don't make coins smaller, <laughs> they right? Don't make coin smaller. Which is why you're getting your music used on TV and exactly. film. See, there's a theme there to all of this. Wow, <laughs>
1: yeah, I love what you did there. Like, there's brilliant.
0: well, you do, yeah, enjoy the that. I mean, you don't see any
1: choice.
0: I'm just making this up. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you've spotted that yet. Um, so I, I can't. So, this, this podcast is for people coming into the industry. I would hope that they've by. Yeah. these days done some sort of educational sort of routines the industry and and will understand the term synchronization but i just thought it doesn't
1: I, matter if they haven't no.
0: but but netboard that not now they're <laughs> listening to this because they're about to <laughs> learn what it's all about yeah. um so it's purely the act of um songs being combined with moving images that's kind of what we're going to be talking about a little bit right okay so um your career these days is sort of almost dualistic in the sense that you are artists making original music you're making albums and singles and doing all the rest of it but you're also making music to be used by other people for moving images and particular TV shows Um, so my understanding from doing my research and I have done my research there was a quote at one point where you said something like whenever you're writing music you visualise at the same time like there's there's a sort of a visual component in your head did I incorrectly read that or were you drunk when you said it? Mm.
1: No, I thought... It, I mean, it was... It sometimes becomes part of the conversation more than in others. I mean, it's not necessarily a go-to method for every sort of thing we write together, mm. but yeah. it's definitely a, a, a staple part of our palette. You know, we go to it quite a bit and we talk about it. And when we first started working together and we're <clears throat> coming from quite different places... Uh, talking about a visual element seemed like a, a good way to start vocabulary together. And we started looking at a wide base of kind of image-based things and trying to find a way of of, uh, of maybe meeting visually what we were trying to do sonically. So we'd watch films, we'd draw pictures, right. we would um, share artwork that we liked. Um, and then that started to become more video format for some of the songs like thinking about music videos that would play or scenes in films or things like that it's just part of it i mean i'm sure you've used that when you've been writing music as well it's kind of what sometimes clicks into place when you're being inspired
2: Yeah, i I think it's always been it's less relevant in the in the sort of detail of writing a song or a track Mm -hmm. but when you're looking at the overall mood or the overall um way sort of space your music fits into I think we've we found it really helpful to visualize um, certainly in terms of like mood and atmosphere and you know thinking um, as Joe says about the kind of sequences of what you'd be something that you could look at that would make you feel the same as what the music's making you feel Or and actually at, at one point when we started writing we were doing a lot of driving so it was always about what drive uh, would we do
0: right With okay
2: this under a city through a futuristic tunnel, or would this be a drive through a forest, or would this be a... Right, so it's, you know,
0: it's still very visual. still very visual, but yeah. it was sort of... Um, not necessarily from film. And,
2: and in, yeah. in a way, it was mm. like, a, it's a useful tool. It was was always a useful tool for us to just uh, get ourselves into moods and atmospheres and know whether something was clicking or not clicking. Right. And how it all fitted together. Yeah. Um,
1: but it doesn't have to be cinematic. No, not at very much. no, at all. And then actually, the fun starts when you throw away... Uh, the kind of image bank you have just from, you know, uh, your normal catalogue of every day, watching films, TVs, uh, TV adverts. Yeah. When you start playing with um, real things, you can start coming up with some really interesting ways of thinking about stuff. Um, I was reading about a composer called Tokamitsu, who's a Japanese composer, who worked on probably about 170 film films um pieces um soundtracks and his his kind of one of his inspirations visually for the way that he wrote was walking into a a japanese garden and using the different forms within the garden to scope out a different meter and how that music would play now it's quite a we're, we're going we're going off on one but i just think it's really vital that most people most people might have a a very different way of thinking how visual things can work. And if you look at, if you open that palette up and really embrace some different ways of envisaging things, you can come up with some quite interesting ways of <laughs> yeah. changing the moment of a song, changing the moment of a, of a composition for, for anyone. And people, people recognize that because it has different bends and different turns and yeah. different perspectives within it. So he would yeah. sort of like, he would, he would be amazed that like, he, he would like scope a, a line through the flowers and that would end up changing the 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 meter of what he was writing instead of a, a simple basic western one two three four or whatever like that. Uh, he would change that up and things like that. Are just like, uh, are we allowed to swear?
0: Yes, by all means, go ahead. Yeah, fuck it, just yeah. try anything. Because mm-hmm. I, I
1: just feel like now after doing it for so long, like it, it's really fun to test those images mm-hmm. and really come up with some different things and use things like you talk about the drive that we used to do like you know i'm passionate about some of the walks i've done in my life and things like that and those things can really inspire and change how you write and um yeah i just uh, i've been thinking about that quite a lot recently that it doesn't have to be something from a you know we started off in somewhere that's quite um Uh, culturally referenceable everyone knows it like 2001 or you know a very famous film Mm -hmm. and as time's gone on those things have become more and more abstract and actually i think some people out there might start somewhere really abstract based (laughs) and that's really important to nurture because those things can come up with just such more um, far more interesting ideas
0: Mm. yeah very cool um so uh, at the moment you're in the process of putting out your current project uh music for picture volume one parallels yeah tell us a little bit more about that so we're two singles in
2: yeah i think um basically uh we as you say we've had this dualistic career um which was sort of i guess it was something we talked about in advance of really getting into it that we wanted to try and i guess not have a not be artists in one sense of making albums and then have a sideline under a different name of writing Soundtracks, or or doing work for picture, we wanted to try and make it all part of the same thing, mm-hmm. and we wanted to try and uh, and we've been lucky enough to to do these so far, do projects where we could be ourselves as artists. We weren't trying to be Trent Reznor, or we weren't trying to be uh, John Williams, or whoever. Yeah. Whoever. Um, we were getting to be Solomon Grey, and we're getting to give the um, the filmmaker or the uh, production team, director, something of us in that. And um, I guess we've done that for a few projects for a few years now. And I think it's something we've sort of talked about a lot, but I guess our music making is slightly joined in that there were probably at the beginning of two streams, there was us making our albums and us making our uh, our work for picture. And you could kind of link the two, you could tell it was us. Mm -hmm. But I think as time's gone on, those strands have got tangled up more, and yes. and now I guess there's a, there's more interchangeability in the way we write. Uh, so it seemed sort of realizing this that actually the music we were writing for ourselves was more was really being inspired and guided by the music we've written for picture, and actually vice versa. You could say as well it was becoming not exactly one and the same thing but it was becoming entangled. So we thought it was kind of time to actually be writing music that we could put out that was sort of both things or yeah. or yet yeah, neither, you know, it doesn't it wasn't being pigeonholed as oh here's our next latest album or here's the soundtrack to this thing we've done. Yeah. Music for picture seemed like the perfect sort of stable in the middle to put this and, stuff and up. It,
0: and it and it's clearly working because the the next single has already been used for sony yeah. playstation i mean which ca- yeah. which came first <laughs> did did you get the commission or did it like it was, it's 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 always a,
2: not quite as simple as that <laughs> it sort of was um what what became the music that was sony used on their it was for playstation vr and then you great advert product. as well yeah, it's, yeah it's it, a lot was, of fun. it came together she's a brilliant director right yeah
1: i think yeah. she really, i think she's got an amazing Vision. yeah we
2: immediately <clears throat> lost brilliant uh, visuals
0: sorry who's the director uh ethan um i hope
2: i'm saying that right mm-hmm. um, um, uh, <clears throat> so yeah we immediately loved the film when we got sent it um so there, there there was a piece of music that existed but it needed a fair amount of uh adapting and so it was a bit of a hybrid i'd say ah, okay. of a sync and uh and a bespoke mm-hmm. composition to brief
0: Right. So, 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 this body of work that you're putting out at the moment—had you written that before, and then you were kind of adapting that based on the uh,
2: the, the the precise track for the Sony advert? Mm-hmm. There was some, there was something existing, but that sort of got morphed and changed, and got you know, it. knocked into uh, the shape that it appears on the advert. Um, and a longer form of that track is what we're releasing on our EP. The other two tracks on the EP were things we'd already been working on, yeah, um, and it just I guess the when the um, when the work with Sony happened, um, we that's when the idea sort of crystallised in our heads that oh, there's actually there's an idea here for really for a release and a record.
0: Uh, okay, all um, right. With,
2: oh, perhaps actually this is we've actually got more than one of these yeah, things that yeah, seem yeah. to fit this kind of uh, they're sort of syncs, Yeah, but they're also sort of uh, they you can listen to them on their own mm-hmm. but you can imagine them having been written for yeah picture as well, well they're sort of sitting in the middle
0: because interstate 695 mm-hmm. i mean epic guys i mean amazing like i've listened to that a lot yeah we press the learning- epic button on that one yeah like it's utterly incredible Thank you. and again i think based on some of the notes that i i found there was, there is a visual that is in your head about that some yeah. i forget which one of you said it uh, somebody a, riding a BMX.
1: Yeah, it's an image from childhood. Yeah. yeah, just playing a kind of, um, just playing a kind of video in your head uh, from your childhood. I was just kind of you mentioned m eighty three earlier, and I think the the big album is all about dreaming. And we were talking about our past quite a bit, and <clears throat> and a lot of that comes from, you know, the images that you. Uh, I, it's actually probably a sign of our egos the way that you. Cook up these images of your childhood, and it always looks a bit filmic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's a little, right. There's a probably little inkling about as human beings what we think about ourselves, but uh, I guess we started Re- revision is history. Yeah, well, I just think it's um, uh, it sort of plays out in a way, and then you go, All right, well, this is something. This is something we both can latch on to And you're you're playing the images of us as children or of um, our childhoods, and it plays out. And then there's a there's a feeling, especially now being much older and having children there's a feeling that comes from that which is harking back there's a romance to that and it gives it a part you know i mean there's a there's a huge difference be- between being a 16 17 year old and writing a song yeah And being a 38 slash 40 year old writing a song about being a 16 17 year old sure. and that sort of uh perspective was just um quite interesting and quite fun yeah, to yeah, play with
2: cool. and i think that i was good just going to add to that that they're really other interesting thing about I guess the sync stuff we've done particularly in the kind of film trailer and film world um, is that it's sort of like in the old uh, in the old music industry before sync was such a big thing how you couldn't I guess you couldn't fail to be influenced in some way by in some way, not necessarily significantly, by the response to your album, what people thought of it, how people reacted when you played it live. There was a feedback between you putting your music out, um, it being in the world, and then what you thought about that and how it was received. And I think the same thing exists in sync, like the kind of things that our music's being used for and the kind of emotions that people, and emotions and visuals and moods that people want to us to score and one, and think that we are a good fit for. I think that definitely plays into, you know, uh, I guess um, focusing your mind on what 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 these these emotions and atmospheres and kind of um, stories that you're you're scoring, um, uh, and definitely kind of, um, I guess. Makes it easier to pinpoint when you're writing a track what kind of thing it's going to be accompanying, and what kind of thing it's going to work with, and what kind of emotions it's going to uh, evoke in the yeah. listener. And mm-hmm. I think that's sort of an ed- inevitable thing after seeing your work used on trailers, where you're trying to pull this heartstring or that heartstring or achieve this kind of um, um, effect. Yeah, it's, it's inevitable easy. that you you get a bit of that back, and you it makes you think.
0: Yeah. Yeah, incredible. So and so, what was the first sync that you got, and kind of like, how did that feel? Like, was that was that something very purposeful, or was it something that just kind of happened, and you went, "Oh my god, there's." there's...
1: I mean, I, I just before we get, I just want to state something for people who are li- because if if you're saying that this podcast is more for. Educational purposes for people that are coming into that area. It's, it's, sto- I think it's, it's really, storytelling, yeah. yeah, but I just think it's really important that people who are starting to do this, from my experience, mm-hmm. is that you need to forget about, to a certain degree, when you're writing, you need to forget about those kind of destinations a little bit. Because in our history of what we've actually got to add to ads or to trailers has come from a place where we weren't necessarily thinking about that. Mm. We were writing a song. We were writing a, a a piece of music and there's something about smelling the bullshit from people that... They, they want something that is... Real, and if you've got that destination too much in your mind, it can totally cloud what you're trying to do, it can totally yeah. scoop out the middle of what you're trying to do. Yeah, and <clears throat> I just think it's really important if you're starting out to not keep thinking about that destination of the sink and not mm-hmm. keep thinking about that the destination of the trailer or this is going to be in a, in a cinema or this is going to be because most of um, I mean, I'm sure that happens loads and I'm sure there's a career in that, but for us, because of what we do, and we're, we're you know, we've got our own record releases as well. The thing things that have you know it sounds revolting but have made money <laughs> out of those things have been not have not had that purpose in mind yeah. and have had an expression and a, and a you know and i just think it's really important for people out there to to know that something happens in the room when you're writing together or you're writing alone that that you know once that's got that that real consistency underneath it, it can get somewhere um and i feel like uh we're sort of just learning that again now because we're sort of doing stuff for picture and we have to keep pulling it back to let's just write what we want to write mm-hmm. and how we want to feel about things. Because you can completely fall into a kind of uh, a, it's not professional, not capitalist, but a sort of money orientated mm. way of writing
0: yeah and you know and you're thinking maybe what would they what, what, would they, what, what do they, they want yeah. what do they want and yeah. you're
1: like no 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 wait a minute like the things that have worked have not had that in mind and we haven't even talked about it really in the room and those ones yeah. it's just gone boom and we've yeah. gone right and we've we've you know it's it like a goosebump moment or something like that that happens from you can you can uh, augment
2: you can make those moments happen yeah. of course but and, and i think yeah i think i, I completely agree and i think what in a way, you can't you can't like contrive this at all. But what I think, and increasingly, what filmmakers and people who make ads and brands want is something real and a some some a real uh, a real bit of art, a real song, a real something that says something real. And uh, this is the the sort of golden thing, in sync of getting that thing that really fits, but feels genuine and real and um and not contrived and not just made up to do the job and i think there's there's in today's industry there's a real there's a there's a there's a very definite and real awareness of that genuineness and yeah. people really want um really want that so yeah certainly not part of the game
0: it, i mean it's, it's a, i'm glad you brought it up because it was something that i was sort of going to try and get to but kind of from the other way around so you've got the track
2: so i
1: fucked it up no 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 (laughs) no
0: (laughs) No, absolutely perfect but so but the the track home has been used several times yeah and so my question about that was like you know did we did you sort of then go back and like try and analyze like why is this one getting picked up for all these different uses i mean some like shows like i think there's a number of
1: reasons why that got picked up i mean i can sort of dissect it but i don't know whether that's but like yeah, but think, like what
0: what actually happened? Like, you know, the tracks started to get used yeah. and then did you kinda of go, hmm, interesting. Why did that one get picked up, up no from others? No. No,
1: I think it made sense totally. Okay. It was trying to tick a certain box.
0: Right, okay. But
1: it came from a place that was sort of like the end of a huge journey for us. Right. And so I felt like we had the credibility to do that because we were we were sort of singing about something and we were kind of uh putting a full stop on a on a on a huge campaign and of writing that we were doing the thing is is that you know when you speak to kind of people from publishing or <clears throat> sync representatives that i've spoken to is that you know you're kind of just you're there for a long period of time people have so much stuff to remember nowadays there's so much work going on a point of reference especially in the sync world, is enough for a few years later to slowly start to be pushed above the crowd and someone go, right, now I want to use it. The same thing has been like with our publishers where they've represented us for a long period of time and you can tell the work's gone in and then just at the point, like three or four years into it, jobs start coming through. Mm-hmm. And specifically with <clears throat> emotional... Piano track and vocals on top, which is part of our what we do anyway. And Mm -hmm. Tom's a pianist, and I'm a singer, and that's how we met, and that's
2: how we wrote wrote songs at first. Actually, yeah. How did you guys meet? Like, we didn't do that um, uh, many moons ago.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Many. We did a covers band. We did a we met doing a covers band in Ah. um,
2: in Oxford uh, years ago. I was at university. Joe uh, was in his last year of school. I played in a covers band that needed a new singer and
0: what sort of covers?
2: uh soul funk and disco
0: ooh okay
2: yeah all the classics very cool although yeah um it's I could good. actually could still remember how to play most of them because I yeah. did so many gigs
0: a, a friend of um, mine at Ireland University we were a session musician in bands like Boney M and oh wow. yeah, Rose Royce and things like yeah. that he yeah hey, wow yeah it was a so lot I a few of those gigs and like, they're yeah. fun it was
2: a lot of fun the music's great yeah it's um and it was a lot of fun. I mean, it wasn't something I wanted to pursue long term, but it, sh- <laughs> when you're a student, it was pretty good cash. You got to yeah. go to every single party in town. But we also did some gigs to about two or three people. Yeah. Uh, we've done it all.
1: Yeah. <laughs> we've done one of those. Quite yeah. many, yeah. Yeah, that's how that goes. They, that's you, how that goes. People. I've actually done, we've done gigs to two or three people in yeah, going to say <laughs> like it doesn't. That never a... stops. I'm right. pretty sure loads of people. Are... Yeah, but they had a great, they... had a really great time. Well, I think they did. They left before the end.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> your, your wives left before the end. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> friends and family, they're
1: yeah. complete bastards. Yeah, I know they needed to get um, home
2: there, get home. So that's what we did. Yeah, but yeah. yeah I mean, so um, we met there, and but I think both realised while the while the money was good when yeah. we were young that we had bigger musical ambitions. Yeah, sure. And um, <laughs> did we, what we... were they? <laughs> I
1: can't remember that now. Um,
2: no, I'm not saying we've worked that out yet. But um, yeah, so we started writing together, I guess, 20 years ago.
0: Yeah, right. Wow, well, 20 years ago. Wow, yeah, goodness, half our lives. Goodness. Um,
1: but the um, the thing of just the, the finish that thought about the piano and vocal and stuff like that is that it sort of references certain parts of our catalogue that is. And that's done success you know, done successfully in the sort of yeah. sync world. Um and, and that that's certainly not the only sound that's done well in, in what we do, but you know if you if you have that moment, you write that song, you know that someone's gonna go, Oh, they did that and then I can use this and then it you know, your your name's already there. It's not who are these guys? The the name's been mentioned a few times in the room, the editor puts it up and then you're off. It's like a, a mixture of many, many different things. But I felt like that. I don't know whether you have the same experience yeah. but I felt like at uh, home it was you know it was right and I since then there's been talk of oh what we need is another home right. and oh, then you just life. and then I just want to kick the door down because I'm like actually do you know that sort of undermines some of the stuff that that happens and actually like thank fuck it happened that was great we got loads of sinks it was really good all the numbers went up oh yay yeah and actually you know and now we're doing something different and and probably about a year before home and those numbers went up the numbers went up for something different and it was a completely different sound you know it's like the big bombastic like interstate sort of stuff and then it was oh you need to do that and then you go no 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 we're not doing that again (laughs) um yeah uh, so you know, it's um, it's a mixture of sort of like being on your sort of side vision, being aware of what's going on and where you're up, where you are in the pile, mm. um, and then sort of understanding that this has happened, and then also completely losing yourself and then going, oh wow, this has happened, this is great. It's always a mixture of that stuff, you know. Yeah. Mm. I'd be wary of the people that go, I know exactly what happened because <laughs> they're psychos, Yeah, it's and always yeah. Like got a lot of bodies
2: <laughs> <isn't> <laughs> <it>? somewhere. <laughs> It's definitely more alchemy than science
0: I yeah think. okay it
2: doesn't feel um, it just feels you need to carry on doing what you do yeah and yeah and that song that you mentioned Home works because we actually wanted to write that song and the moment as Joe says someone says yeah. oh can we have four more of those yeah and then-, and then I think we sat down for about a minute and a half and tried to do that and then went this is just this is this is just yeah. gonna be awful. We don't mm. wanna write another song like that yeah. now. When we do, I'll let you
0: know. Yeah. And, and I think And quite frankly, home exists, so they can just keep reusing that. Yes, yeah, exactly. Things, yeah, yeah, right? Exactly. Like, why did they it was need due to do more? It was on three <laughs> it was
2: on three different shows in the space of about four months. Yeah,
0: it's crazy. So pretty
2: right? much similar moments in those shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And no one as far as I know, I, I haven't heard of anybody on socials or anything that said oh this was the one that was used on that and I saw it on this as well yeah. so it's amazing what life these things have oh, definitely. when they do a job for someone you
0: know. I, I, as, I, as I told you earlier I, I worked with uh, the Lumineers when they mm. had their first self-titled album and I remember watching an ad break in the UK what four adverts kind of in back to back every single one of them used a different Lumineer. Yeah, like either the, the same Lumineer song or yeah. like a different one and actually the ones where it was the same track I was sitting there watching it going why is that cleaning product linked to that car advert? Like, what? Because the music was the same. That's yeah, right. yeah, same. yeah. It's, it was uh, a weird moment. And sometimes that
2: can work because it's kind of zeitgeist music. it's yeah. like the sound of. I think it was. Oh everything. God!
1: I think, yeah. I remember when Jungle was on everything? <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, Jungle Moby, was on. In the Moby, back in the day,
0: of course, yeah. 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 yeah yeah, so, yeah. But i think yeah i think that like that even if, if you're songs, one of the, yeah. like everybody's wedding song for a year you know yeah <laughs>
2: but if you're yeah, that, if you're that artist in that band at that time then that's amazing but that's that's yeah. unusual i think that's probably. amazing we're
1: really we happy, are really for you. happy for you.
2: <laughs> that is just the best news i've ever heard
1: <laughs> go fly my winged angel <laughs> <laughs> no i'm joking it is yeah. of
0: course always happy with others yeah <laughs> absolutely happy for,
1: yeah not like that
0: but <laughs> um so my local cinema is the view cinema can we talk about the rift for a second yeah, yeah sure so because i mean that is the track obviously that i think a lot of people have heard don't realize it's you yeah I, and i was thinking about this i was thinking in part because just before that comes on they go turn your phones off so no one can shazam it hmm yeah right? yeah yeah which yeah, is yeah. at a miss isn't it like yeah.
2: lots of people look for it after the cinema like most of the well, comments on the youtube so this uh, is this is okay. the
0: thing that i was i was trying to puzzle because it is like if you look at like in apple it's one of your top ranked songs yeah. presumably because yeah, it's like number five or something. Yeah, like yeah, in terms yeah. of like the number, the like top ranked songs. Oh, shit, top and ten. <laughs> <laughs> but but number five
1: with thirty listens.
0: But but that is the one that probably the most amount of people have heard Yeah, the Right. Yeah. I mean it, whether they know it or not. But whether they know I mean, it or not. Yeah. yeah. So I was I was just kind of like I mean yeah. what a great place. There was a
1: time where we thought <laughs> you think? still haven't heard it. There there were I still haven't been to which, a few which, cinema.
0: Are you Odian or something? Uh, Other cinemas do exist. No,
1: it's just like yeah, just uh, we haven't been yet. I, f- oh, I feel okay. so stupid. You've been? I have.
0: Does I, it? Does I it, have. How
2: does have. it? How, how does, it when, does it
0: feel weird? Because it's obviously it's got that great sort of surround sound kind of. Yeah, it's a specific booming. mix, isn't it? Yeah. it's
2: amazing. Yeah, actually, the mix they did for it is.
0: Way yeah, better it's
2: mind blowing. Awesome. But it's funny, you know, the the rift was. I mean, we play it out live when we tour. Or we have done because um, it works really well live um as a sort of moment um it was our it was quite a sort of breakthrough track i guess as a sort of instrumental on our first album (laughs) but it's kind of funny we look at the the track that gets a lot of love on spotify playlists was the kind of introductory instrumental track for our first album right the track that's got the most sync love is the rift which was a kind of interlude track (laughs) and the track that's the song that's got all of the syncs is Home, which was the the sort of B side to our last album. Which underscores. So everything we wonder whether said. we should actually bother writing writing all the, normal the stuff we write and yeah. just write into Luke's introductions, <laughs> and B sides. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, you know, you take it when you get it and it does a job and yeah. it and it and it was doing a job in our first album, which was that it was supposed to be we we listened to our first album. This is how this is the honest truth. We listened to our first album and we went that's a, that a bit exhausting. We need a moment halfway where you can just go ah, and sort of like have the, the roof blown off sure. the listening experience just for <laughs> two minutes or a minute and a half where you can just like daydream and look at the sky for a bit and then come back and listen to the rest of the album. That was that was the job it was supposed to do. Wow. So I guess in a way, sometimes the job you want it to do, some other people pick up on that and go, oh, that I could do that job for me. I can make people go at the universe for a minute yeah. or whatever it is. You know, or feel vulnerable and uh, emotional for a minute, or whatever whatever the thing is that you've done. Sometimes that translates really well. And Yes, that's the case.
0: Okay. Yeah, amazing. Um, okay, so soundtracks, back to life.
1: Mm-hmm. Start
0: yeah. with that one. What is the pro- what 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 is the process like? Because that's different from you writing music because you're writing music as you're artists, and then somebody going, "Ooh, that would be a really good thing for this." sony playstation advert yeah but a soundtrack how does that kind of come about and what's the process do you get kind of like rushes from the video shoot or mm-hmm. do you just kind of get given a written description this is roughly what it's like how, how, how do you put together something like a, a tv show soundtrack or music uh, sorry music for a tv show that becomes then the soundtrack. so
1: uh they're all different uh our thought which is shared by many other composers is you know Do as much as you can Mm pre-picture, before filming. Try and get rid of the idea of guide tracks. Get rid of someone else's music that they cut to. Um, So we'll we'll sell. We'll we'll tell them about the idea of how we work, which is we will give you a a library of music. uh, before you even start pre-production or before you start uh, location hunting, and we'll start having a conversation between us and the director or the producers about this library of music and start <clears throat> building a sound palette before yeah. you know uh, the first bit of uh,
2: film is shot. And I guess um, that comes from primarily from scripts. <laughs> that if we're doing the the production, we'll have read the scripts and be into the scripts. That's why we've you know agreed to do it and we'll both have quite immediate like emo- reactions to the story and to the emotions and to the characters. And I guess it's a, it's quite it's-
0: So which one of you is the murderer? <laughs> no. I mean you've got We've the longer hair. you've got the longer hair the
2: murderer.
1: The murderer. Yeah. Are you the murderer? You're the murderer. Am I? Oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: um, It it is a good show as well,
2: right? It's cracking. Yeah, Yeah. it's great. Surreal. Great. So, um, yeah, we, I guess it's, it can feel a bit intimidating, but if you just, I guess what we do is we, in the light of that story that we've read, the characters that we've read, sometimes we'll get a few location, not even location shots, just mood board things from the production team and director. And if you just let yourself, I guess, uh, identify with those things and enter that space a bit and react to it musically, that's kind of how we start. And as Joe says, we build up a. The idea is to build a library for the music, or for the editor, to work with. So they're not dipping into their iTunes library or whatever, you know, their folder of MP3s or yeah, into sure. ripping stuff off Spotify to to make a scene work. They've got options from us to do that from the get-go and okay. that I guess is how we've all that's how we've worked so far and what's worked for us Yeah. and out of like I don't know what the numbers were on, on Back to Life for example there were maybe 18, 20 individual pieces of music ended up being using across the season we probably had at least double that number in the library at the beginning yeah, right. okay. and then the director will, and, and the other creatives and editor will select from that and go "Well, that works for this and that works for that
1: and your actually, main relationship is with the editor yeah right? i think to a, in a huge day-to-day. relationship.
0: Yeah. yeah okay
2: and uh and, and the the amazing thing about that is was there's lots of great things about working like that one is it makes the music woven into the fabric of what they're doing from the beginning as opposed to coming in four weeks from like completion and basically having to replace a temp score which for those who aren't familiar is uh, music that the editors put on which already exists from existing films, existing TV shows, existing songs uh, that does the job of making the scene work but they can't use it so you come Mm in and then they strip all that off and say can you do something instead but a lot of the time uh, where we have seen that world uh, the the director and other creatives have fallen in love with the temp score but they just can't use it so you have to do something quite similar um that doesn't really work for us as artists we need to we want to and we need to put our own stamp on it and the beauty of uh writing pre-picture before um any edits take place or even anything any a single frames been shot is that we're not writing a bunch of in fact we've made this mistake we're not writing a bunch of cues or pieces of music for specific things so if, uh, let's just say you know that there's a there's a uh, a scene with like uh, fred and joe in it we're not doing fred's theme and joe's theme and then mm-hmm. saying hey here's a theme for fred right 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 and we've made that mistake of two not not quite doing that but labeling things and actually the director we work with at the time said i i don't want to know what you were thinking yeah I just want the piece of music that you wrote in response to, to this whole project. And it's amazing where things end up that you could have had something in mind, call the piece Idea One, which mm-hmm. is actually what, what, you know, and then Idea One can end up somewhere totally different, doing a different job. And in that, there's a beautiful creative process between yeah. you and the director and the editor, then. Uh, Rather than being so prescriptive as like, oh, this is the bit that goes at 23 minutes in this episode. And this is the bit that's for this character. And this is the bit that scores when someone dies or, you know, and that way of working has been has been great for us. And we've been lucky enough so far to be able to do it. Yeah. Uh, in interesting.
0: Yeah, Fascinating. Um, and so s- similar kind of question, I guess, uh, the, the casual vacancy, which uh, apparently is based on a book written by J.K. Rowling. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's amazing. Did you get your Harry Potter book signed? <laughs> if not, is that generation. Yeah, I did meet that briefly. Too. Oh, you did? Yeah, I met briefly. That's super cool. Yeah. Right. And uh, and so, was that the same type of thing, or was that kind of something that was finished and you kind of saw it and then. That was the same.
2: Yeah, yeah it was the same as before. That was our story. Yeah. yeah, okay. I guess that was our first foray into TV, really. Right, uh, okay. And uh, I guess the process I've just described, we've refined it and got more of an idea of how we like to do it and what works for us and that that casual vacancy project was the first time we worked in tv and the first time we worked like that and i guess Uh, that because it worked reasonably well there for everybody that's what made us think oh you know there's something in this yeah something
0: in this okay all right interesting and and as
2: joe says like a lot of composers do either work like that or very much prefer to work like that for the, I guess, for the same reasons
0: yeah right okay very cool um, and then the other one was the the last post I mean that's I haven't seen that but it looks quite an epic kind of mm. you know war, it's a war film but war, war TV show sorry yeah um, again same sort of process or did you change it up for that no same sort of process yeah, okay. I mean I <clears throat> I think I don't
1: without sort of uh knowing the project that might come next to it, I really would be wary of being put onto a project late on when there'd been a huge guide track put on. Yeah. I mean, I don't... <clears throat> I don't want to... I, I, I wouldn't want to spend most of my energy trying to convince someone that something else might work when they've been working on something for so long mm-hmm. and they've had, you know, Tavener playing really yeah. loudly on the top of it and then they're like can you do something like that it's yeah it's just
0: because that they create too much of a, a relationship between the visual and the yeah role.
1: and yeah. then it also undermines your relationship with them as well because you're sort of uh you you're not really i mean the artistic kind of uh balance you're sort of you're kind of losing already
0: mm-hmm. um, and i think
2: i mean there are people who do that job really really well yeah totally but um, it's not us it, that doesn't work for us as artists yeah there are there are people. I'm not. We're not doing down that job because that job will exist. And there are people who yeah, composers who do that job yeah, incredibly the, well very quickly yeah. to time and budget, which is fine. Yeah. But it's not our game. Yeah,
0: yeah. No, yeah
2: it's a different
1: part of the brain, isn't it? Really, that's trying to trying to fill in what's already there. Uh, the, the sort of the kind of landscape's already been carved out, and you're like, okay, now we need to fill it with our colours. The idea of just, I really love that. You know, those three or four months before. <clears throat> the first images start to come your way, of of kind of just closing your eyes and building a, a sort of soundscape, uh, a sonic landscape for the piece. It's just that's the fun bit,
0: yeah.
1: And that's the fun bit of like coming up with some really weird ideas and maybe having a conversation with the director or the writer, and they start going, "That's fun. Let's do more of that." Mm-hmm. You know, that's great because you kind of it's weird. It's like a sort of uh, it. It's kind of not Catch-22, but it's kind of opposing ideas because in one way, writing for picture has really helped us um, have a bit of a starting point already or some sort of framework around what we do because when we first wrote our first record, we were just, and I'm sure young musicians out there have this, and not all of them because some of them are very successful very early, but the landscape is so huge and what you can write and what you love listening to and what comes out when you first start writing that you Know you, the idea of writing something to a picture or a story, suddenly those parameters are great. Um, but yeah. also, <laughs> the this is the opposing idea of that is that that has made me and Tom feel more freer than ever in writing. It's something about, um, we haven't even had that kind of uh, uh that sort of not even pessimistic, but that sort of judgmental view over our shoulders of what we're doing, because actually anything's game and it doesn't really matter. And it's wonderful when the weirdest thing works, because on TV, if you do do that bold bold choice, it pays off so much. It really does. And it doesn't matter. No one's looking over his shoulder going, that doesn't sound like the XX. What are you doing that for? You're so stupid. You're like, actually, do you know what? This is really interesting. And your snare drum sound is shit. Yeah, your snare drum drum sound is shit. Have you watched watched Succession?
0: No, I don't think so.
1: Mm -hmm. Succession, the music's absolutely brilliant. Okay. I'm sort of obsessed with this. It's got this... (laughs) like it's all kind of classical it's like a classical um piece and it's kind of remixed throughout but it has this kind of like vaguely sort of hip-hop beat it's It's quite bombastic and it's really bombastic and i'm sort of obsessed i don't know whether it's my tv or how i've got the sound system set up but i know the plug-in that they're using and i know the bass that they're using and it Bounces out on the wow. choruses of this thing, it's like boom, boom, and I'm like, I fucking love that. Yeah. And anywhere else in sort of like a mix for record, it'd be like, what the hell? We need yeah, to sort well, that out. Yeah, right. And you're like, no, sort it. And it's kind of fun to be surrounded by people that have. Everyone's kind of thinking about their own thing anyway. So you're sort of when it comes to stuff like that, you know, there's a of course with the the main mix of the TV show, there's a a real. You know uh, community feel about how you make it meld together you know there's four or five of us in the room in the mix trying to sort it out but those decisions are just like
2: they're just so much fun and it's actually a golden age at the moment i mean it, the tv production has just changed beyond belief in the last yeah. few years and the
0: netflix effect
2: you know there were there was the odd show of like i don't know the one that comes to mind that i know is twin peaks where the music's quite extraordinary and remarkable yeah. and that's been made, you know, a few years ago. But uh but there's really a, a sense of like it's certainly in the the interesting end of the industry, um, of people wanting to rip up the rule book and really this isn't about a set of rules of how music works in film and TV now. Yeah. It's like it has to be like this. And this is the bit that this is the kind of sound you use when it's a sad bit and this is the kind of thing you use when yeah. you know they're really you can watch some of the best TV and that goes out the window.
0: Yeah. Was um, it was Twin Peaks where there's amazing sort of like drum thing that they kept using every time like the baddie came onto the screen? I don't know, like maybe maybe, yeah. maybe something else. Yeah. yeah. Pretty epic. Yeah.
2: And um yeah, some of the, the best moments in certainly some of the best TV, I mean, Joe watches more than I do, but, you know, some of the best TV, the big, you know, boxes <coughs> that everybody's talked about. You know where the music has really
0: yeah, stood out,
2: stood out as something bold and boundary pushing and yeah. interesting. Um, and there's never a better time to do that. But at the same time, it's there's never been a more competitive time either. <laughs> people wanting to do it. So yeah. uh, H- not-
0: how do you guys find that? Because I mean, you've got your own studio here, right? And mm. I mean, that's it's a prop studio as opposed to that kind of sort of bedroom type yeah. thing that a lot of people can have now, right? Yeah. I mean, do you? I mean, there is. Something that we talk about in the industry is that there is just now more music and it's also out there commercially available than ever before, which creates a lot of noise. Mm -hmm. And presumably, it's the same sort of thing in your kind of space. I mean, obviously, as artists anyway, because you're in that space, but for sort of the composition bit around making something for, say, a a TV show, yeah, are there a lot of young whippersnappers coming in and making it hard for you? No,
1: No.
2: that's the
1: case, really. If anything, I'm aware of hopefully a positive kind of. Change in at the moment more female composers, which is just Great. so important and hasn't been happening for a long time. Definitely. And hopefully, people from you know just a more eclectic mix of people doing it. Like, it's um, uh, we're not really, I mean, we've done a few jobs, but we're not really in that world. We're not, I mean, I've only met a few composers for. TV and film and it's a different kind yeah. of workload that they do it's a different kind of day to day that they do um and I am just so and it's and that's no judgement on what they do no, no, in no. that space but for us I'm really protective about how we come to it because it's yeah. still very much fun you know it's a project a year yeah, it's exciting yeah, yeah. and I um, and get to do it <clears throat> all- all- we get to do our thing and I mean even that's sort of off the so, end, so
0: in I, I, I the air you, so you guys identify as the kind of the other side which is your recording artists making albums for commercial release for mm. fans that's is that kind of you wake up every day and that's how you feel yeah. or
1: I think I think so I mean there was a huge trend for TV like four or five years ago where a lot of people in bands started to just get to that next level in composition for TV and I felt like uh, only a few people were really discarding what they did before I mean it was still possible to do both and it seemed to be quite new and exciting yeah. to be in a, in a commercial band that was releasing records and also doing composition for TV or film yeah. Um, yeah. but I certainly feel like that's the balance and, yeah. and that's why I think <clears throat> uh, you would get a different kind of experience maybe I mean, when you were working with us, I mean, I'd, I don't know. I'm certainly, uh, I don't know the vocabulary around a composer and a director's kind of conversational day to day stuff as much as more just an artist going, hey, this is what I think we do or whatever, which is probably how they talk about it. But for us, I really feel like it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a, uh, a sidestep to, you know, the people who are really working day-to-day doing composition for TV. I think there's two,
2: there's always, I guess, not, uh, there are two schools of thought with this, which is that either you're in your job, whatever you do, you're taking whatever jobs come your way, mm-hmm. whether you're a plumber or a builder or a composer. <coughs> sure. You know, where's the next bit of work coming from? And that that's one way of doing it. And the other one is... And I guess we get to do this more because we have another side to what we do. We can go away and make our records and make our albums and do other things and, and hopefully get some sinks through that, you know, other stuff. But it's waiting for the right job, the job that, uh, that fits with us, where we get to do what we do that, I guess, builds our story. It's a bit like if you're a builder, you might want to get into building a certain type of house. You're not mm-hmm. just going to build any house because then the, your next client's going to go, what have you done? oh, you've built that kind of house.
0: Right, right, right. right. So it,
2: it, it's about, I guess, it's a, I hate the word, but it it's, might be the right one, curating your uh-huh. moves in your career so that you've got, uh, you only do jobs that you really want to do. You do jobs that you are really into. You do jobs where you can do what you do and be the, you know, be yourself and be, showcase what it is that you can do. Yeah. And that's definitely the harder road, certainly financially, saying no to stuff that can pay the bills for a bit. Yeah, sure. But if you think medium to long term, you're building a brand, you're building a sonic brand under what you do that in time people will come to you because you can do that for them, not because you can do anything. Um, yeah. And that's just the way we've done it. There are people who can do anything and, can, as I said, can do that very well and very quickly and that's a different game.
0: Yeah. yeah. And so, and so how, did the, how did the jobs kind of come to you? So you, you're signed to DECA? Am I right? Or... No, uh,
1: we are with Universal for publishing, and the last record was through Universal. But yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, okay. Um, and Mercury so, and and I mean, in, in terms of the sync, uh, is that is it a lot of the time coming through the internal sync teams, or have you got kind of somebody working for mixture. yourself? Or it's a
2: total mixture. So yeah. our, okay. our stuff, <laughs> the recent stuff we've had with the track you mentioned, Home, on some American TV shows, came through. Um, some publishers, yeah, Universal people in LA. Yeah, Um so we had a contact there that we've had for years, and that just really <coughs> paid off. With um, she knew the song and knew who would, yeah, who, uh, who'd like it. Um but So I mean, I mean uh, they, they will have
0: they will have a sync team. People yes, yeah, yeah. So continually, like they'll get they're getting the briefs. So know. some
2: of it, I guess, it, it's a mixture. Yeah, a lot okay. of it has come through sync teams. Some of it's come. Like the, the um, we've had, to talk about Sony, for example, the one we've just done, um, we've had a sort of relationship with Sony for a, three or four or five years now. We've been in and met them before. We've done a showcase in their London headquarters. Um, we had a demo of their VR thing a few years ago. Um, we've kind of been in touch, you know, about different yeah. projects before. So we were a known quantity to them and they were known to us. So I guess that was a more of a relationship one, than, than rather than coming through a single team at publishers, or whatever. Yeah. So it's I think it's a mixture. It's a sort of like an ecosystem of people who know you and work on your music. And, yeah. Right. And if they enough people talk to enough people and enough people know who you are, then, <coughs> then those things come.
0: And I, and I guess there's a, perhaps now because you've done so much, you've probably got on a little bit of a sort of cool list, right? Well, there's there's kind of like ah, oh, who, who does some oh, oh there's this. We still this, find this and that and
2: impossible it. to believe, but yeah, I mean... yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, well, I, I would imagine there's an element to that. Again, again it's kind of the same thing. It's like the, that network of people that are probably involved in that side of the business. Yeah, you know, going, oh, who could we get to do this? Yeah, yeah, who would who would do a good job on this? And I yes. think there is Hopefully that how they think of it. Uh,
2: yeah, I think there is. I mean, and it, it is totally understandable, right? When you when you find someone who, or not necessarily one person, but a bunch of, in this case, composers or music makers that deliver what you want. Yeah, then why would you go elsewhere? So there's some jobs that will be put out, I guess, that it's like, oh, we need somebody to do this and anybody can pitch to do the music for X Z. Yeah. But a lot of it, I guess, and I think this was the case with the Sony job, they were like, ah, oh, we know who, who's the right yeah. fit for this. Let's yeah. see if they can do it. And I
0: guess that's... And that's in part because of the stuff you've done before.
2: And also the relationship you had and, yeah. and other factors. But um, but yes, and, and that's what I mean about mean about like um i guess building a, a portfolio or a, even a cv if you want to look at it technically of yeah, stuff sure. where someone will look at that portfolio or cv of stuff you've done and go i know what i know what you do and i know what when i want that yeah you know yeah, what i mean yeah definitely you know you, it's the same with any product or any service you look it up and you go oh, i know well, that's you know that's right for me or that's not right for me but i know what it is you're doing and providing yeah. And I guess that's, from the beginning, we kind of knew that in this world, like our sort of sonic brand, our sound, our, if people could listen to it and go, I know what that is, or I know where that fits, or I know what that makes me feel, or I, I have a, there's a sort of identity to it, that that's, that's a precious thing, I guess.
0: Yeah, very cool. Um, and so I've noticed that you're you're getting a, a decent amount of uh, remixes, in, in particular on Anjuna Beats, Lane 8 artists? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was. How, how do, you, how, do you like having your stuff remixed? Like, is, does that feel good to you? Um, or do you think it's like it's messi- yeah. messing I mean, with we what we did?
2: A, we got no, a, oh no, I don't feel that. <laughs> it's sort of um, we got remixed by Little Dragon recently, which was like a dream come true, having um, awesome having admired what they do for many years. And, yeah, right. Uh, so that was pretty cool. So it is pretty cool sometimes. Uh, it. I guess the word remix is so broad to Of these yeah. days that it sort of. It's down to when someone sends you an idea saying, Here's what I want to do with it. Yeah, if they've it, it, yeah, it depends. It can be it can be great. And it's certainly um that other musicians wanna take what we've done and play about with it. That's kind of Yeah. You know, uh, nice uh, uh, that It's Kind, of, there kind where,
0: of a compliment. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And it was kind of weird, just anecdote was um when we did the casual vacancy soundtrack, one there was one little short like vocal track which is quite unusual for a score to have a sort of actual vocal track. But yeah. Anyway, it worked in the score. And we then, that track, we then did an extended version, then it got remixed. And uh, and one of the remixes ended up being played on the Pete Tong show on Radio 1 about, I don't know, six or eight weeks in a row. It was oh, like one wow. of his hottest records. And it was so bizarre that this track for a J.K. Rowling adaptation <laughs> on BBC One, ended up... another re- a remix of it was yeah. being played late night on a, on, like that. by the, Biggest you know house DJ, it was them. it was weird. Yeah, yeah. So it, it, I guess the the message or moral there is like, if there's something in the piece of music, it can have a life in, it can have a life on screen to picture. Mm-hmm. It can have a life in the remixed. Clubs.
0: Yeah,
2: I'm not saying it's going to be all of those every time. It isn't. But yeah, I, I think there's. Uh, underscores
0: underscores uh, you point earlier, uh, Joe about you know don't write for somebody, write for yourselves.
2: Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, and I think we've just been open to those opportunities of having remixes out there, reaches a new audience, gives the music new life. Um, of course, it all comes down to whether it's any good or not. If it's no good, yeah. no good you'll say no thanks. But yeah, yeah. Um, but within reason, just having your music out there in different ways to different audiences, be that to a BBC One audience or to a Saturday Night Radio One audience, you know, that, that that's a good thing provided that you're doing what well, you do and that's a good
0: you know that you, you think it's good yeah very cool <laughs> um so we're coming up to an hour oh so wow you know, you know, you know that yeah. discussion about keeping still it still with us everyone yeah yeah um so last question then really um so what, what's coming up so i i read something about um you, you've got a 360 fully immersive project is that is that happening this year we hope so yeah
2: yeah it's all um in the making at the moment but um
0: and you're not going to tell me anything about it. Well, are you? We can, I guess, tell you a
2: tiny no. bit. It. It's with, going to be being amazing. a bit cryptic. We we had an experience on our last tour of playing in a venue where everyone sat in the round. Ah. So it was in a circular building. Yeah. And it affected both of us quite a lot about that experience and how it felt, and and that led us on to an idea for a project that's going to be a involve sort of immersive audio
0: fantastic
2: uh, that's all we can say at the moment yeah no, no that's because cool. it probably will never happen so this is all everybody will never know <laughs> but we're trying to make it happen we're trying to make it happen yeah, yeah. okay alright so um, hopefully we will yeah brilliant yeah. yeah we've
1: got that we've got another music for picture EP that we're just putting the final touches to that will be Straight on the heels of the next single, which is The Return, which should be out just around now. Yes. Um, and uh, then we're doing another TV show. So we're quite packed for the rest oh, wow. of the year. Oh, wow. Okay, um, yeah, no, you do have a lot. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, which isn't actually daunting. It's quite fun, actually.
2: Yeah, it all seems to be uh, fitting together this year. So yeah. if some, sometimes things come along, like three projects at once, and we have to think, do we really want to try and work six and a half days a week to do, do this Yeah, but actually, actually
0: yeah. I, I didn't ask about sort of like uh, the time pressure that perhaps some of these external bits of work, Because obviously your own stuff you can kind of just do whenever yeah. you want right but uh, yeah, reason, reason. yeah I, um, but,
1: I think that's the yeah, I was going to add that earlier when we were talking about um, composing projects is that if you, want, if you do do it that way <clears throat> you probably end up doing a lot more work mm. like we do a lot of work when we're doing a tv show a lot of stuff happens like the iceberg wow. under the water it's just like wow. absolutely
0: um is that in the sort of the edit stage like sort of sending things backwards and forwards and people uh, saying it's a things.
1: mixture it's yeah. you know you're not you're not you're not getting necessarily paid more for starting work two months early um and uh and also necessarily you're not necessarily working with someone who's done that process before so you're trying to uh, not necessarily sell but convince of that process so there's a lot of energy that goes in going right this, 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 this or we thought this and trying to find out how that other person can talk, you're basically trying to find a relationship with someone um, and then taking those demos and putting them to picture is something that we'll probably be perfecting for the rest of our careers because what you can end up losing a lot of time on is you know, um, I mean this is probably going to get too technical but simplistically just moving those demos underneath a picture and then basically doing what you would do to uh, a pop album or whatever and and basically bringing them up from demos to um, finished products while also (laughs) finding out what the editor has done with the music. So sometimes they use stems and sometimes they're using bits of one track over another. Uh So you have to, and you haven't got that. You have to recreate that again exactly. So it's a it's a oh. kind of a weird sort of walking into a room and everything's been moved around. But yeah. It's all your stuff and you're like, right, we need to remember where everything is we need to put it back exactly where it was. So then, because they've fallen in love with, with what they've done as well. And basically, oh, yes. there's a whole romance to making something. You're sort of you're going, ah, oh, this is what I want. This is what I want. Oh, I hate that, that but I love that. It has to be like that. And so... The way that we're doing it, we're trying to form a, a kind of a methodology to it. You know, something that can be can be easily translated from. Right, you've got our demos, you put them to picture, and now we have to recreate that and make it better for you, and then have yeah. notes on that. So that you know that takes a lot of time, and um, <clears throat> we're only just starting to work with an assistant, you know, or something like that that can help. You know, put it to a point where we can do the work that we really want to do. Sure. Um so that you know that
2: takes time and money and i think yeah another reason why i only take on projects that we really want to do and are really committed to because we do know that
0: once you get into them
2: that we're doing it as with our artist hats on yeah that we've got to be into it and we've got to be passionate about yeah. it
0: and yeah otherwise that'll feel like work
2: otherwise it, but it feels work. like not only work but it feels like some work <laughs> absolutely. making
0: absolutely it feels
2: like making way more work than we needed to have done just to do a job yeah because that's not what it's about
0: yeah yeah mm. very cool All right, awesome thank you guys thank you very much for having us I've really enjoyed this Um, so to my listeners thank you for listening listening. well I welcome all feedback comments and suggestions for future shows my twitter handle is at Alex Branson put podcast DM in a message and I'll follow you back and we can have a discussion or head to the website www.abcmusic.co and you'll find a contacts page there with my email address on it thank you once again chaps pleasure thank Thank you very much take care nice to meet you